Good morning, everybody. This is Stephen at Feet for Thoughts. It is Wednesday, the 5th of July, 2017. Today, I'm going to be talking about how I study the Bible. So tune in shortly. When we do not pray, it shows that we do not depend upon God. When we do not love him like this, then we will disregard the authority of the word of God. Men, let me say to you today, the Bible is the sole authority for our faith and our practice. It is not our culture. It is not our experience. It is the infallible, the inerrant, the unbelievable, perfect book of all of the ages. Good morning and welcome to Feet for Thoughts, taking every thought captive to Christ. My name is Stephen Davis. It's a beautiful Wednesday here in London, UK. The sun is shining, giving us highs of 28 degrees centigrade and lows of 17 degrees. For those listening across the pond in the States, that's 8 degrees Fahrenheit and lows of about 62. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Feet for Thoughts. That's Feet for Thoughts on Instagram and Twitter. Share, call in, give those claps if you like in the content. Um, but shout out again to Lavosia Cornerstone over at Grow The Hair Cup for informing people about this app called Anchor. This is a really great app. I believe this could be the future of radio and podcasting because it is literally podcasting at your fingertips. Um, so my desire to use a platform like this is to create edifying biblical content for believers to strengthen and build up the body of Christ. That's my passion. And that's why I'm excited about all forms of social media that allow me to connect and share content with a wide range of people. You just think about what it would have been like back in the first century if they would have had the resources that we have now. They had to send letters written by hand that would take weeks to get to their location. Nowadays, we can whip out our phone, press a button, and you are connected globally to a wide range of people. So there is never a greater time than today to take advantage of all forms of social media to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God and really to share the biblical worldview with all people. So again, if you do enjoy the content, please share, let your friends know, and also jump on Anchor if you have something to share and if you have a message to send out there, jump onto the platform and, and take advantage of it. But today I wanted to talk about how I study scripture. Um, many people have asked me, you know, what translations I use, what my general method of Bible study is. So I thought it would be great to jump on here and just give an overview of how I do it. Uh, so to get started, um, Primarily for Bible study, I use my iPad um, and I also use my iPhone when I'm on the go. Uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to even get an iPad several years ago was for reading. Back then it was because I wanted to read comic books and I thought it was a great medium. So I got the nice 9.7 inch iPad and I would use it to read comic books. But then I discovered, you know what, there are so many great Bible apps and I love to study scripture. I love to read the word of God. And so the iPad was great because it had so much stuff that you could all fit in one place. So I didn't have to carry heavy books. So, you know, I had a commentary and I had a concordance. These both of these books are like two and a half, three inches thick. They're heavy books. 
um, <clears throat> couple that with carrying your Bible around, it was just a lot of stuff to have to lag around when you wanted to do some studying, especially if you wanted to study on the go, on the bus, on a train, on a plane, you know, to have a concordance and a, a, and a commentary and an interlinear and all these other things in several big heavy books is just not practical. So that's why I primarily use my iPad and I use my iPhone um, for my studying purposes. So when it comes to uh, studying scripture um, on the iPad, I never use one translation. Um, I always use several and I highly recommend that you use several translations. Don't just stick to one. You may have a main translation that's your favorite to use, your favorite to read, to memorize, uh, to do your devotions in. That's fine. But I always would highly recommend having more than one translation. So I use altogether about th uh, four translations plus uh, an interlinear. So I use the ESV, the e English Standard Version. I use the NET, the New English Translation. That's a completely free online um, translation of scripture that I would highly recommend. Um, you get it on all the Bible apps. So it's a really great translation. Um, New King James Version, mainly because that's the one I grew up with. So a lot of the scripture that I have memorized, I have it memorized in the New King James. So often when I'm you know, trying to find a passage of scripture, I'm always remembering it in the New King James rather than the ESV. Um, and finally, I use the LEB, the Lexham English Bible. That's a fairly recent translation. You get that exclusively on the Faith Life Bible Study app. Um, but it's a really great uh, translation. Um, and on top of that, I use, also use Bible Hubs interlinear. Um, so to, just to get some understanding, like what is an interlinear? Um, an interlinear, uh, basically you will have a transliteration of the original language so you have passage of scripture you have the transliteration of the original language so the word in hebrew or greek but in english characters below that it will generally have the original language so i have the greek text or the hebrew text in those greek or hebrew letters and then it will have the corresponding english words underneath um, so with Bible hubs interlinear, if you're reading in the Old Testament, you'll have to read it from right to left because Hebrew is read from right to left. And it will have the corresponding English words underneath. And this, I think, is an indispensable tool for Bible study. I think if you're going to get serious about Bible study, you need to have access to an interlinear. You can't just rely on a concordance. Um, and there's several reasons for that. So to compare an interlinear to a concordance, um, generally you have something like the Strong's Concordance and you know you have your Strong's numbers and it will basically show you the root word um, in a particular passage and it will also show you all the possible meanings of that word. But what it won't tell you is which form of the word is being used in that particular passage or in particular, you know, whatever passage it is that you're looking at because you'll have word you have root words in Hebrew and Greek and then you'll have different forms of those words which may have slightly different meanings um, depending on where it's used and how it's used. So this is important because often we assume that a word's meaning in one text, if we just look it up in a concordance, that it will mean the same thing in every text or it will mean all of those meanings in every text. And that's simply not true. If we start studying the Bible thinking that way, we're often going to be led to uh, 
misinterpret passages of scripture or come to some weird understandings of scripture that are just completely aberrant because we didn't understand that the form of this word here wasn't necessarily the same form of the word being used over there so in one passage um off the top of my head so you could have a word which may mean drunkenness but in another form it may mean to stammer um so if you just assume that in every case it meant both of those things you that may lead you to some wrong interpretation so that's why i always highly recommend get an interlinear and you know you don't even have to buy an interlinear some of them come in book form but you have access online you have access in apps so that's why i recommend bible hub they have an app in that app they have an interlinear uh, another app that has an interlinear is also the blue letter bible app um, but i'm going to talk about a bit more about the apps that i use um, in just a second so i use five apps in total um, the apps I use are the Uversion Bible app, I use Bible Gateways app, I use the Faith Life Study Bible app, I use the Blue Letter Bible app, and I use Bible Hubs app, which I mentioned just a second ago. Um, so I use them all for different things, but they're all indispensable in my arsenal. Um, so Uversion, I use that primarily for reading, primarily for study, if I'm doing a Bible plan, because they have some really great Bible plans on there. So general generally from doing reading i'll use you versions sometimes i'll use bible gateway as well it might just depend sometimes if i um have a passage open in in you version and i don't want to lose it but i want to look up another passage then i may open up bible gateway um and look on it look at it on there um the other reason i really like you version is because of, because of the net translation but specifically because uh what they have in the net is they have the translator notes for the translation integrated into the text. So what you'll see um, is you'll see these little icons. It will be like a square speech bubble with three dots in it. If you click or, or tap uh, those icons, it will come up with um, some information about why the translators may have translated the passage in the way that they translated it, what it might literally read in the Hebrew, um, or it might give you some contextual information, some background, historical background about what's going on in the text. If it's a weird passage of scripture, um, other times they will uh, let you know if this particular passage is quoting something from the Old Testament. It will give you the um, the chapter and verse and book that is that is in, and maybe give you a bit of background information. So that's why I love using the NET, and it also has the same for the New King James. Um, it will have. Uh, the corresponding, you know, if if uh, there's cross-references cross to other passages in Scripture, it will have that same icon in the New King James, and you just tap that, and it will show you all of the cross-references. So it's a really great app. Um, second app I use is Bible Gateway, um, and I use Bible Gateway primarily for word searches and word studies, um, basically because the search engine on Bible Gateway is really powerful on the app anyway. Uh, online, ironically, on their website, I don't think it's as good, but in the app, it's really good. So, um, you know, you just tap in whatever word you want to study and it will fire up all of the ref all of the mentions of that word in the entire book of the Bible. And you can divide it up. So there's options where you can either search the entire Bible, you can search one book or you can search the Old Testament, the New Testament, or you can search the Pentateuch. Pentateuch. Um, it's up to you how you want to search it, but it's just got a really great search engine. Uh, better than the one that you have in U version. 
Uh, also for me, because I like to take a lot of notes or if I'm doing my writing, um, I like to copy and paste from Bible Gateway because it will just have the book, chapter number and verse number and then the text. Whereas if you copy and paste from U version, even though they format the text a bit better in U version, they also add the link to the app and the website in there as well, which if, you know, if I'm writing, cause I'm writing a book at the moment, so I have to like then delete and erase that link, which can t kind of be time consuming. So uh, that's why I don't really use um, U version as much for copying and pasting text from scripture. Uh, next app I use is the Faith Life Study Bible. And I use it specifically for the Lexham English Bible translation, which comes with it. I also use it for the Lexham study notes, which are really great. Um, study notes and commentary and uh, you have the Lexham dictionary again a great bible dictionary and finally they have infographics and the infographics are really cool gives you a lot of background and historical information but puts it in visual form so you can see like you know if you wanted to know what a denarius was it will show you what a denarius looks like you know from archaeological findings and it will compare it to the other coins it will tell you how much it's worth um, it's just got some really great resources in there uh, it's an incredible resource for contextual and background information um, and the leb also uses the name yahweh in the text which i really like you know i like a bible translation that will get me as close to the original language and the original context as possible um, so i like the faith life study bible because it has all of those things in one and it's a really great resource um, produced by the same people who produce logos bible software so it's a, a really powerful application Next up, I use the Blue Letter Bible app. Um, and I use it less now because of Bible Hub's app, but the interlinear and concordance is useful in the Blue Letter Bible for quick checks. Um, they also have a website, and I think, I think the website may be a bit more powerful and a bit more useful, but as I'm talking about doing things on an iPad or an iPhone, uh, the Blue Letter Bible is good. Um, it's not as good in terms of the interlinear and concordance as Bible Hub, because it shows you the root words only when you're looking up the interlinear. Uh, but sometimes its concordance is a bit easier to read. Um, and if I wanted to access something quickly, the Bible Hubs app takes a bit longer to load. So sometimes if I want to do a quick check, uh, I use the Blue Letter Bible. But if I want to actually know what specific form of a word is used in Genesis 20 verse 6, I will use Bible Hub. Um, so Bible Hub, Again, I use that for its interlinear and concordance because it is very thorough. Um, so you'll be able to pick the specific form of a word used in a verse, and it will also show you where every other place where that form is used. It will tell you all of the grammar and the syntax involved, the tenses. Um, I don't really know that stuff, but for people who do know that stuff, it will probably be useful to you. I mean, they try and make it as clear as they can, um, but they also have a lot of other resources in the Bible Hub app, not just the interlinear concordance, but that is the main reason that I use the Bible Hub app. Um, and every now and then there is a sixth app that I use, but I use it quite sparingly because I only use it for one specific thing. And that's the Bible Study Tools app by Salem Communications. The main reason that I use this app is because it has an English translation of the Greek Septuagint. Um, so if I wanted to look up something in the Greek Septuagint and I wanted to have it in English, not just in Greek text, because you can, uh, the Blue Letter Bible has the Greek Septuagint in it, but it's, it's 
the Greek text, so it doesn't have it translated into English, um, which is what I would need it for. So if I need to reference something from the Greek Septuagint in English, I use the Bible Study Tools app. Now, when it comes to note-taking, um, I generally don't write by hand. Uh, one of the main reasons for that, I think, is because I'm an artist, um, my hand sometimes aches after I spent a lot of time doing pen or pencil work. Um, so generally, I don't like to write by hand um, and I find it slower. So all my notes are digital. So all my notes are on my iPad, on my iPhone. Uh, I used to use an app called Daedalus, which was really great. Um, because it could sync between um, you know different devices and had a really nice clean interface but the developer doesn't seem to be updating it anymore or supporting it anymore so it no longer syncs between my iPad and my phone which has basically made it useless uh, for me so I've gone back to taking most of my notes on the note app in on you know iOS um, and the great thing about that is that it syncs between my iPad my iPhone and my iMac so uh, right now I've got notes that I wrote on my iPad, they're there on my iMac and if I need to I can access them on my iPhone. For me, being a writer, being someone that's writing a book, this is really great if I'm out somewhere and I have an idea and I want to write it down or if I'm studying a passage of scripture like out and about, can put it down on my phone, I get home, it's there on my iMac or if I wanted to go to my iPad, it's there on my iPad, they all sync up uh, really great. If you're on Android, sorry, can't help you. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's those are the things that I use. Um, in terms of my process for Bible study, um, I don't really have like a set process or method. It's not like there's one way that I approach studying scripture every time uh, that I come and sit down with the Bible. Uh, it really can be quite spontaneous um, and it really depends primarily on what spurned me on to actually um, study something in scripture so um one of the ways that i will do bible studies is i'll generally do word studies so i'll start with bible gateway and say i wanted to look up you know study the sabbath um i would go to the search engine put in sabbath and it would give me all of the references to sabbath in the particular translation that i choose um the downside to this is that it won't necessarily show you all of the times that a word appears in the original language the reason why that's important um, is because different translations may translate the same Greek or Hebrew word using different English equivalents in different parts of scripture. So you may have um, the Greek word for atonement, for example, in the book of Exodus, and they may translate it one way. And then in the book of Deuteronomy, the translators may translate the same word another way. So if you wanted to find all of the references to atonement, because the translators may have decided to translate the Greek or Hebrew word using a different English word, just typing that one English word into the search engine won't really help you. So uh, it's, that way it's very useful, I guess, to have a Bible dictionary uh, or something like that, where you can, uh, it will give you an idea at least of how certain themes or concepts may have been translated using different words throughout scripture that way you can go and you can search and you can look up all those things so for example um, if you wanted to study the tabernacle there are passages in scripture where the word tabernacle is used there are even passages in scripture where i think temple is used um, or house of the lord is used or tent of meeting um, 
So if you don't know that all of those different phrases are used, you might just only look up tabernacle and you'll only find references to tabernacle. Um, so it's good to know how the same object or theme or person or place uh, translators may use different words for that same concept. Uh, if you know that, then it will help you with, you know, doing your word studies and your word searches. Um, so that's where, you know, having a concordance and an interlinear comes into play because it will show you the places that the search engine missed. So if you're looking at the root word for something, um, it will show you, uh, Blue Letter Bible is quite good for this, by the way. Um, so if you go to the Blue Letter Bible app, you select a verse, select um, interlinear and concordance, select the word that you're looking for, scroll down to the bottom and it will have a list of all the passages where the all and all forms of that word are used. Blue Letter Bible won't tell you specifically which form of the word is used. It will just do it by root word. So that way, every place where that theme may pop up in scripture it will have the list there and then you can just jump over to whatever bible app you want to use and look up the passages and study that way um so that's what i do and then next i will read through each of those passages in context sometimes i may copy and paste every single passage and i'll just read through them um, but it's really important to make sure that you're reading them in the context to get a better understanding of you know where this thing has appeared in the text and you might have a lot of surrounding information about that thing or about that word that you may miss if you just focus on the one verse that it appears in um so then i'll make my own notes on what the text is saying um bearing in mind the author's intention what were they trying to communicate what was the overall message of the book um who the author's audience were who were they writing to what kind of things would the, that audience have understood or been thinking about? What was the historical context of the book? Why was it wit written? Where was it written? Um, and finally, its place in the rest of scripture. So where does it chrono chronologically fit um, in the entire narrative of scripture? So you have to bear all of those things in mind. Not, don't just approach the text and say, this is what I'm getting for, from it. Because what we can often do is we can... Um, impose our own modern understandings of things into the text so for example every time the bible mentions judgment or judging we will think of a courtroom a guy in a wig and robes yet judgment or judging in scripture can also mean to rule as a king or a prince so if you don't understand that if you're not aware of your own cultural bias you can read that into the text when you're reading scripture and that's something to be aware of other times what I'll do um, is I may just come across something interesting um, in my Bible reading or devotion or what have you, uh, something that I don't understand in the text, um, at which point I'll often switch to the NET to see if uh, any of the translator notes um, or study notes have anything interesting on the text in question. Um, many times they do, sometimes they don't. Um, one common thing that I've noticed about commentaries and study notes is that a lot of those really mysterious, interesting passages of scripture, they just tend to skip right over those and don't deal with them, which is really frustrating. Um, and that just means you have to kind of try and, um, I guess, fill in the gaps yourself in some cases, rely on the leading of the Holy Spirit, or just look elsewhere to see if anyone else has um, written anything or, or you know, done a paper or a talk on any of that those passages of scripture. Um, Next, after I've uh, looked at those translator notes, 
I may switch to the Faith Life app and check the Lexham Study Bible notes for any info they have, because they also have a lot of great uh, historical contextual background information in there, um, or just general commentary. Uh, and finally, I may check the interlinear and concordance to see if that sheds any light on the text. Sometimes the way translators have translated the text into English, it can sometimes fudge a bit of the meaning because they might miss out certain words that may I don't know, give you a key um, to really unraveling the text. It's not because they're trying to be deceptive. It's sometimes because they have to find the balance between um, translating the text word for word and translating the text in a way that captures the essence of what the author was trying to say. So sometimes that's why they may drop words or in, or add words that may not have been in the original text or may have been in the original text. They're just trying to make the translation more readable for you. It's not always gonna be a great big conspiracy to try and destroy the faith. Sometimes these guys are actually just thinking about how you, the reader, are gonna be able to understand the text. Um, if I have a new, a new Testament text that's quoting an Old Testament text, it's always good practice to check the original text that's being quoted. So if the New Testament, if uh, Acts 15 is quoting something from Amos, go and read the passage in Amos. You need to know the background information. Like one of the biggest mistakes we Christians make today is to completely divorce the New Testament from its Old Testament context as though they aren't related. Everything in your New Testament has roots somewhere in the Old Testament. So if you want to understand what Jesus was thinking, what the writers were thinking when they were saying certain things, it's good practice to look up the text in the Old Testament and see what it says. Um, I usually use the New King James for this because the New King James has lots of cross-references cross in there. So most of the time, any passage in Scripture is quoting an Old Testament passage, it will have the passage there. Um, the NET is good for this as well. Um, I'm talking about in the version app specifically. The NET is good for this as well. They will often tell you um, where the passage of scripture is from and maybe give you a bit of background information as well about why that passage in scripture was being used or maybe where the New Testament writer had changed a couple of words. Um, and it's also worth uh, noting that most quotations in the New Testament of the Old Testament are quoting from the Greek Septuagint because you know Greek was the lingua franca of the day it was the international language and that was a language that the New Testament was written in and many Israelites didn't know how to read Hebrew most of them spoke Aramaic they didn't necessarily have translations in Aramaic um, but they did have the Greek Septuagint so uh, many of them did actually, that was basically the Old Testament text of the early church. So um, it's just good to you know have that in mind um, when you're reading. So generally, that is how I go about my Bible study, um, as well as equipping myself with good resources and listening to solid Bible teachers. Um, there's so much stuff out there on the web today. Yes, there's a lot of trash as well. That's where discernment and wisdom will come in. Um, but again, we are at a day and age where you really have no excuse to be biblically illiterate. There is so much out there, so much at our fingertips now that we shouldn't have any excuse not to be fully equipped in the word of God. One more thing to note before I go, um, an app that I've only recently come across in the last week is called Read Scripture by Crazy Love Ministries. 
Um, it's made by the same guys who make The Bible Project, which I highly recommend. www.thebibleproject.com um, They produce high quality HD videos where they do basically summaries of entire books of scripture in animated form, in visual form. It's really great, really informative. I highly recommend it. I can't recommend it highly enough, basically. Um, but the Read Scripture app is basically a, a reading plan that uses the Bible Project video content. Um, and the great thing about it is, uh, number one, it uses the ESV, which is my you know translation of choice for reading these days. Um, but it doesn't have any verse numbers. So it literally just has the chapter and then it just has the text laid out really nicely. And so that really, that, uh, that's important because it drives you to read the entire text as it is. And um, I wasn't gonna talk about this, but this is a really important principle for Bible study and Bible reading. Try as much as possible to read an entire chapter, if not an entire book in one sitting. Um, the way that chapters and verses are broken up because you know these chapter numbers and verse numbers aren't in the original text people put them in later on to you know maybe make it easier to quote or something like that I, I forget what the exact reason or rationale was but what happens is if you're reading a passage of scripture and you come to the end of a chapter your natural inclination will be to stop reading and this can be a problem because you may stop reading halfway through the writer's stream of thought and then when you come back the next day or the next week and you pick up the book again you're going to be disconnected from what was being said in the previous chapter and therefore you're going to break up what the author was saying and sometimes you need to read it as a whole to really grasp what they're trying to say so that's one reason why i like this app because they remove the verse numbers and it really forces you to just read the text in nice big chunks um so you read it daily each day we'll have a few chapters um, of a book plus uh, one of the Psalms and it will also have the animated videos integrated into the content to give you an overview of the book that you're reading. They also have videos that trace specific three themes throughout the Bible. So, um, you know, the law, atonement, holiness, um, heaven and earth, uh, the image of God. Um, there are various videos on these themes and those will be integrated into the daily reading plans as well. Um, so me and my wife have been watching the videos daily. Um, me, I want to go through like all of it fast, but we, we manage maybe about two or three of the videos each, um, each day. They're about between five and eight minutes each, but again, they're really good, really edifying. I'd highly recommend to sit down with your whole family and just take it all in. So again, you can find that at www.thebibleproject.com. Also on the Uversion app, some of their videos are on the app as well. Um, you can find them on YouTube. You'll have all their videos there. All the videos are free on the website. They have um, study guides and resources. They're a nonprofit, so everything that they're doing is free. Um, so shout out to thebibleproject.com. They're doing really great work. And for me, as someone who's a graphic designer and illustrator, uh, what they're doing is really inspiring as well. Um, so that's it for today. Um, next time, um, I'm planning to talk about some of the books that have changed the way that I read scripture for the better. So I'm going to go through some of my top books and books that I would highly recommend that you pick up for your own Bible reading. But otherwise, uh, my name is Stephen Davis. This is Feet for Thoughts. Um, again, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Feet for Thoughts. That is Feet for Thoughts. 
share, call in, clap if you're liking the content and tell everybody about Anchor and how great you're finding the Anchor app. Tweet the guys at Anchor and let them know that you're enjoying um, the app. So otherwise, God bless and have a great day. Thank you.